I'm going to read the passage. Uh, I'm going to read the, the one verse, and uh, I asked Christine to read the longer passage. So, <laughs> would you all stand as we read the Word of God? Let's listen to the Word of God. I'm going to read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, 31, which is in your program. And afterward, Christian will read Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 through 24. This is the word of God. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Can you come forward then? Joshua 2, verse 1 through 24. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up to them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you had fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt and what you said to Shion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you'll save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, Go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return and then go on your way. Now the men had said to her, This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless we enter the land you have tied the scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers, and all your family into your house. If any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on their own heads. We will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on, your, on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell them what we are doing, we will be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she went... So she sent them away, and they departed, as she tied the scarlet cord in the window. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had searched all along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hills, forded the river, and came to Joshua, son of Nun, 
and told them everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, The Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. You may be seated. Thank you, Christine. That was a bit long passage, right? Yeah, I love to read the passage together with you guys. Uh, some of us are not really familiar with the kind of setting, but love to see people of God uh, come on Lord's Day and read the scripture together. Uh, uh, we are continuing our sermon series called Imitating Faith Ancestry. I want to talk about Rehab today. By doing this series, my prayer is this, that you and I become uh, men and women of faith. I hope and pray that God may challenge us, God may mold us to have a solid, solid faith. Uh, without uh, faith, uh, it is impossible to please God. Right? You know the passage, right? Uh, I wrote down here. Um, it's working. Hopefully it's worked today. Okay. All right. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. We have to believe his existence and that he rewards those who honestly seek him. God is the one who gives, gives us the word, right? So that is my prayer by doing this series, by hearing this message, you and I can become a man and woman of faith. But it isn't easy, right? Why is it? How come it's not easy to have a solid faith? Because in this journey, we have doubt. <laughs> doubt comes in, right? Um, I think uh, the Christian life is more like roller coasters. You're riding a roller coaster. Sometimes you go ups and downs, and you got a curve, and you're kind of very speedy, and sometimes it's kind of slow. And you know, we experience all kind of stuff, right? There's a down moments and up moments. Sometimes you feel like you have all all the faith in the world, but sometimes you have your doubts just settled in. Uh, I had a car accident about two weeks ago. You know, after uh, uh, church, I was on my way home, and I, I stopped on the red light, and someone hit me behind. I, I wasn't expecting anything, but I thought I had a major, major accident. You know, I, that I, you know, my head was kind of flipped it, and the hit the, since I drive a very small car, it hit the ceiling of the car. I was happy that I didn't him, you know, the front of the window, you see? And I got like, wow. I thought that my car was totally, you know, like, uh, damaged. When the accident took place, I went outside, holding my back head, and I tried to walk out. I kind of jigged it. I couldn't walk straight. The person who hit me, he was about late 30. He was looking at me, you know, he was with a lot of concern in his face. Oh no, this guy's gonna sue me big time. And I was holding my back head and said, Oh my goodness, what, what were you doing? I mean, didn't you see that I stopped? And, uh, you know, we started to talk after exchange the insurance and all that, right? License and all that. And, uh, but still he has that, 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 you know, the face expression, he concerned too much. So I told him, you know what? I'm a local church pastor here nearby. So don't worry, you know, I'm not gonna sue you anything. This guy, all of a sudden, he has like brightened his face. Like the, he started calling me, Brother Ken, I'm a believer too, you know? I go to church, I want to visit your church. 
And we, we start talking about, you know, like, all of a sudden we became a, we, you know, like we had a Christian talk. And, 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 and find out that he had another accident day before. So he was like, you know, I'm in trouble. So I told him, you know, don't worry. I think I can help you a little bit. I know the guy who owns the body shop. Maybe you don't have to go through the insurance. Maybe, you know, maybe I can fix this. You know, you can go through cash. I mean, you don't have to go through insurance all this. So, you know, price, the insurance price wouldn't go up. He said, thank you, Pastor Ken. So the following day, I send him the, the estimation, you know, like this is my friends can offer. It was, it was a reasonable price. He said, thank you. That, I think I can handle that. So he said, I'm going to drop off the you know, credit card on, the, on my way home, home today. So we talked. I kind of wait. Nothing happened. Uh, following day, Maybe it was busy that day. So, you know, following day, I texted him in the morning. He didn't respond. Afternoon, I called him. He didn't pick up the phone. Then, the, the thought of doubt just comes in my heart. Then maybe what everything he said about, you know, Brother Ken and all those stuff, maybe he wasn't really telling the truth. I was kind of frustrated. Then, at the late at night, he sent me the text. Brother Ken, I was super busy today. Sorry that I couldn't respond to your call and all those things. Then I, all of a sudden, I said, no problem, brother. You know, like I was like, you know. That day, I, I realized, you know, our, you know, faith or doubt, just, you know, you can't just come and go like this. Depend on the mood that we are in. Depend on the situation that we, we are in. Our, our faith can go up and down. That is my honest prayer. You and I, we become the men and women of faith. I mean, who is this person? Rahab. You know, when you look, look, look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, the author talks about Noah, talks about Abraham talks about Moses. And right after Moses, Rahab is introduced. Wow. I mean, you know, these guys were great men of God, right? Who had a great faith. And who's Rahab? How did she make the list? She was Gentile. She was a Canaanite woman who worshipped the idols. Not only that, her occupation was prostitute. Not only that. You know, she made, when you read the book of Matthew chapter 11 in Jesus' genealogy, she is listed in lines of Messiah. How did she make that the list? And hopeful thought came into my heart. If Rahab made it, I think you can make it too, right? Right? I want to talk about three things today. Who was she? Uh, Rahab had a courageous faith. I would say she had a courageous faith. When you look at the verse 1 again, 
Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shechem. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Shechem. Go look over the land. He said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. You know, we tend to think the spy is the a modern word that uh, the word that modern uh, culture invented, like Dovro Seven, right? But it was already existed 1240 BC. Joshua sent two spies to Jericho. Bible says, especially Jericho. City of Jericho was so important city in Canaan. It was the most powerful city in Canaan. So if you conquer uh, city of Jericho, you can conquer less of the city. It was no problem. So it was a very important city. But the people living in the city, they were so vicious. They were serving idols. Uh, they were serving Astaroth, which is goddess of fertility. So uh, in the temple, many sexual activities were practiced, were going on. Also, they served God of Chemosh, which mentioned in the book of Judge, chapter 13. They required child sacrifice. They were really evil in the eyes of the Lord. So God ordered their destruction. And Lahab was the citizen living in that particular city. Verse 2 continues. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent the message to the Rahab, bring out the man who came to you and entered your house, who entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. Seems like he knew what's going on, right? But she said, this is how she respond. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. I would say this is an act of courage. If the king finds out, she's going to die, right? She can get killed. And where did she get the courage? I would say faith. Faith gives courage to timid. Faith makes timid person to bold person. That's what faith does. You know, this is how I uh, understand about faith. Faith makes us to see Jesus, not the circumstances. Faith makes us to see Jesus. You know, even coming to church, even serving the church, or serving the world mission and all that, if we start to see people or program, you will start to be judgmental. How come she's not doing what I'm doing? You know, you tend to have that kind of spirit. Even like uh, in Korean church, we have a KM, we have early morning prayer. People who come to early morning, some EMers coming to early morning prayer too, right? And people come to early morning prayer, we come to offer our prayer to the Lord. We want to worship God, right? It's like one-to-one relationship with the Lord. But when you become the person who started to be judgmental, like, how come I'm coming, but how come Pastor Ken is not coming? You know, like, when you start to think that way, you're you losing the point, right? 
You have to focus your eyes on Jesus. Then nothing will bother you. But if you take your eyes off from Jesus, just like Peter, you know, he, he could walk on the water, right? But as soon as he took his eyes off from Jesus, he began to sink, right? Faith makes us to focus our eyes on Jesus. Son of a Sparta general asked his father, how come my sword is too short? He was playing with his toy. How come my sword is too short? You know what the janitor, the father told his son? Just go one step forward. Just go one step forward. Sometimes we need courage to just go one step forward. If we have faith, we don't complain about the circumstances or blame on our given situation. But we march toward the goal that God has set us to go. Rahab had a courageous faith. Second point I want to share is that Rahab had a confident faith. You know, Rahab heard about God, and she knew exactly who God God was. Verse 9, long passage, and say to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you. This is Rahab talking to the spies. And that great fear of you has fallen on us, so that we that all who lived in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard, see, perhaps we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did, what God did through you to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, see, they heard again, right? Our hearts melted and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven, above and on earth below. Sounds like testimony, right? Yeah. She heard the incident that took place 40 years ago, how God took his Israelite from the hand of Egypt. And she heard it. Faith comes from what? Hearing the word, right? I hear this passage. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the word message and the message is heard through the word of God. We need to build our faith based on the word of God. We need to build our faith based on Jesus Christ. You know, if you build your faith on, based on the emotions, when emotions disappear, your faith disappears as well. But if we build our faith based on the word of God, if an emotion you know, disappeared, still you have faith. One day a student asked this teacher, teacher, how do you feel that you are forgiven? How do you feel that you are forgiven? You know what teacher said to the student? I don't feel it, I just know it. It's not something you feel about it. You just know it by believing the word of God. We need to know how important the word of God is. And we need to know how truthful the word of God is. If I'm a publisher, if I own the publishing company, if someone wants to publish the Bible, maybe I wouldn't put the rap story in the, in the Bible, especially the line of Messiah. She was a prostitute, and how can you put her in the line of the Messiah? Why is she enlisted in the, the, the story? Because this isn't fiction. 
You know, the Matthew passage in genealogy of Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, sorry, too fast. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Rahab is here, right? Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon and on and on, right? So who was the Rahab? Great, 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 great grandmother, right, of David. Through the line, Messiah Jesus Christ was born. Not only Rahab is listed in the, the line of Messiah, but I mean, when you, when you read the Bible, so many heroes in the Bible are listed in their true self, true face. Bible says Jacob was a liar, Leah was ugly, Joseph was sold and abused, Moses had a stuttering problem, Gideon was afraid, Jeremiah and Timothy were too young, David had an affair, had an affair and, and was a murderer, Elijah was suicidal, Isaiah preached naked, Jonah ran from God, Peter was impulsive and denied Jesus, the disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried too much. Samaritan woman was divorced at least four times. Zacharias was too small. Uh, Zacharias was too small, and Timothy had an ulcer, and Lazarus was dead. Bible is not fiction. That's why they love to just list the story. And do you know? Let me ask you this question: Do you, do you uh, think people in the world want to know the truth? What do you think? They do, right? But rather than know the truth, I think they want to see the truth. That's how I see it. We have to tell them, right? We have to tell them. We have to tell this is the truth. We have to tell the Bible is the truth. But I think we have to show them the truth. Because you guys are living Bible. I still struggle with this thought. Because I, I know, I've been preaching, you know, in front of the people. I've been, uh, like, on the street. I, I preach the word of God. And listen, trip that I went to Korea. I got really bothered by these people. They were just singing and, and preaching, but the message was very, like, hostile message. They were saying, they were saying uh, believe in Jesus. It's like, Jesus, heaven, disbelieve, hell. The message was very... I don't want people to misunderstand about Christianity. We have to preach the word. Of course we have to do it. But I, wanted, I want us to do a little sensitive way, a little uh, smarter way. You know, I think we're turning people away from the truth by just telling them you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus. Sometimes message can be delivered to some, but a lot of people were turned off by just hearing that. I think we have to be more sensitive. What I'm saying is, we have to preach the word, definitely. But we have to show the word. And, and uh, the quotation, the sense, uh, Francis of Assisi once said, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. We have to definitely preach the word, definitely use the word. But we have to show them with our, our life. Rahab had a courageous faith and confident faith. And last point I want to share today is a covenant faith. A covenant is simply an agreement, a treaty between two or more, more three, uh, two or more parties. Rahab wanted assurance from 
two spies that when the city was taken, they would guarantee her family safety. That's why uh, this is how Rab said, that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brother and sisters, and all who belonging to them, and that you will save us from death. And this is what Rahab got from the spies, answer got from spies. Our lives for your lives, the man assured her, if you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. I'm sure that she hold on to, held on to this passage, this promise. Let me ask this question. Do you have promise word from the Lord? Personal promise word from the Lord? In your career, in your relationship, if you don't have one, look for one. To have a promise of word, if you have, a, if you have a child, if you're married, and if you, you know, child, you have word for the child, word for your spouse. We got to have it. You know George Mueller. He was a man of prayer. God answered him over fifty thousand prayer requests. I was like, wow. Did he really count all those fifty thousand? He did. He count every single of them. But he didn't just pray prayer. You know, whenever he got prayer requests, what he did was he was looking for the promise of promise promise uh, from the Bible, word from the Bible, and he, he found it. He just kept pulling the promise and he offered his prayer to the Lord, and God answered him more than fifty thousand prayer requests. David Livingstone was a great missionary, served in Africa for many years. After to the end of his career. Uh, his country called him, and their young people want to hear him, his experience and all that. Nobody could really talk because when they heard his experience, you know, like life in the Africa, was like, wow. One guy asked him, how, how did you go through all those hostile and how could you live among these people that many years? Livingstone simply said, you know what? I, I held on to this promise. And he quote to Matthew Chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Look, I'll be with you always until the end of the age. The promise that kept him, you know, all those years in mission field. We have to have that promise. And believe that Rahab had a promise. She held on to the promise. That was, agree, she'll apply, let it be as you said. So she sent them away and they departed. And she Tie the scarlet cord in the window. You know what scarlet cord? That means it is safe. This house is safe because of scarlet cord. World of Jericho was kind of steady uh, world. Actually, it was double world, so it's kind of steady. But it collapsed, right? Only place that is promised is safe. And do you have promise? I believe that is a challenge that uh, Rahab is giving us today. God has give us, given us the promise that is Jesus Christ. You and I, we are safe when we are in Jesus Christ. Let me conclude the message today. Rahab, who worshipped the idol, who lived as a prostitute, experienced a change. And she made a list in the book of Hebrews and the genealogy of Messiah's line. If she made it, you and I can make it too. We can make it too. She made it. We can do it too. I want to end my message with this one story. There was a guy named 
can. We have a can, right? And we have, a, and we have another brother, Ken. We have three Ken in this congregation. One day he was walking uh, down the street. He noticed there was a ping pong paddle display in show window. Moment he saw the ping pong paddle, he fell in love with the ping pong paddle. I have to buy that ping pong paddle. So he went home and he opened the, you know, the, the pig bank and collected all the money and he, he bought the ping pong paddle. He brought it back to his house, placed the ping pong paddle on the coffee table. He loved it. Wow, this is amazing ping pong racket, ping pong paddle. I love it. Then all of a sudden, you know what? This table, I don't really like this table. It doesn't match with the ping pong paddle. So you get rid of this coffee table and got the new one. Oh, I love this table. I love this ping pong paddle. And he realized this curtain doesn't match with the ping pong paddle. So you get rid of this curtain, curtains and get a brand new curtain. And one by one, he repaint the whole living room. I mean, one by one, change took place in this living room, in Ken's living room. I'm not talking about my story, okay? <laughs> you know what? When Jesus comes into our lives, He starts to change one by one. But there has to be the moment you have to welcome Him. You have to welcome Him in your life. If you haven't made the decision, you, you got to make it. He's going to change us. I love that song. He's changing me. My precious Jesus. I'm not the one person that I used to be. Sometimes it's slow going. So slow. I feel like I'm going backward. But there's knowing one day perfect I will be. Not because of you. Because of him. Want to start a good work in you. He's going to complete until the day of Jesus Christ. But there has to be the moment you have to open up your heart. Lord, I welcome you. I want to buy this. I want to buy this. I mean, of course, you cannot buy salvation, right? You just have to just welcome Jesus into your life. Let's pray. Lord, if Rahab made it, Lord God, Lord, we know that we can make in the list, Lord, too. <clears throat> It all began with the leadership with Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you so much for the leadership you have given us. But some of us may not start the relationship. Lord, I pray, would you open our hearts, Father God, so that we can start to have life, life with you, Lord Jesus, so that we may experience changing hands, Molding hands, building our faith, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.